0: And welcome into the round table. Bill Priestley here with you. And trucking has a retention problem. That's probably one of the understatements uh, of the last 30 years or so uh, in the industry. And uh, what to do about it and how widespread is it? Joining us, we've got two people who can join us and talk to about that. First off, we've got uh, Marilyn Serber, who joins us from Tulsa, Oklahoma, of 10th Street. And also, we bring in Charlie Safro of CS Consulting, bringing <clears throat> he here with us as well. Ladies, thanks so much for, for joining us. Uh, Marilyn, let me start with you. We talk a lot about retention in terms of, in term, keeping people there, culture. We hear that word a lot uh, in terms of that. Is retention just, I mean, obviously, that's a company by company culture difference. Is retention, in your view, an industry-wide problem uh, in terms of trying to keep everybody in, uh, or is it company by company? And I say that basically because, and I think you may have seen this social media post too, is that you see people for instance, walking into a building, the building says trucking on it, but the last 80% of it is purchased off of a cliff. And so people walk in and just drop out the bottom. So let me put that question to you. Is, is, is this an industry-wide problem as opposed to a company by company issue?
1: I I think that our all our data tells us that it's an industry-wide problem, right? Mm-hmm. Because of that cliff you're talking about dropping off. So what we know is obviously from a driver perspective, large over-the-road fleets, the more difficult the job and kind of the longer you're away from home. Traditionally, that means though those fleets are going to have higher turnover than maybe some, you know, smaller local fleets. But if if we can't get drivers through the first 90 days, six months, even 12 months to 18 months, sometimes with one of those over-the-road carriers, then they never actually make it to that local job or to that tanker job or that heavy haul job that needs more experience usually. And so that's really, I think, company to company, There's you have to change the culture and make your job friendly. But from an industry perspective, we have to say, how do we keep drivers in this job for at least 90 days, six months, 12 months to get them to maybe you know the most desirable job for them specifically. does that make sense?
0: That does make sense there. Charlie, Charlie mm-hmm. uh, looking more towards the management side of things I don't know if you can say that it's as, as much of a problem uh, as the driver side of it but looking at it uh, what do you see is, is is this an industry-wide issue that doesn't necessarily have to stop with have to start with company to company analysis?
2: I think it's a little of both. I mean, I completely agree with what Marilyn said. And when you think of more of like that corporate setting, I mean I'm not gonna lie, freight brokerages don't historically have the friendliest, most welcoming environment. So I do believe it comes down to company by company and I'm just a huge advocate of retention. You can't go out and recruit new people unless you know how to retain them because it is a vicious cycle. And it starts with companies looking inward, really focusing on employee engagement, recognition, just general respect. That's what's gonna keep people. And then it's a cycle from there. When you have happy employees, not only are they productive, but they're walking advertisements for why other employees should come join the company. And it just continues from there. So. I think in in general, our industry has this stigma, but I do believe at the company level, we can change it. And I know a lot of companies that keep their employees very happy because they have these uh, different policies and processes and strategies in place.
0: Gotcha. Um, Marilyn, looking at trucking, uh, let's forget culture here for a second. And uh, obviously, if we're talking about an industry-wide issue, what is the issue that needs to be addressed? And I just came up with a couple of these, and please... Uh, interject any if if I've missed uh, one that's glaringly obvious. But number one, people getting in and it's kind of like bait and switch. They thought it was one thing, it turns out to be another. The other, not much in terms of upward mobility, certainly early uh, in this as well. What's the issue that needs to be addressed that keeps drivers, like you say, past that 60 days, past the six months, past the 12-month mark?
1: So I think part of the, you know, part of the Um, issue with our job. And we've talked a lot about this over the last several years as kind of the demographic is changing in our industry is we don't really, we don't have a pay problem. We have a lifestyle problem. And so drivers can, you know, specifically as it pertains to drivers, you can earn a really good living, but you may, the, the pay may not match what you have to do for the job. And so I think part of that is making our job friendlier and saying what company to company, what, what can you do based on your business model, you know, to make your job the most friendly that it can be? because you have a great truck, you have a great company, you have great pay. You know, but how long what is your home time look like? How hard? What is flexibility does the driver have? How hard is it? Um, how hard is that specific job? And so, to your point, I think that's really the biggest issue with our industry from kind of that stigma that Charlie talked about is yeah. kind of just getting over that hump. But, I do think what, what you're saying is true. What we really see in our stay index, in our turnover numbers, is that the number one reason why people leave when you pull back that onion is because of not necessarily bait and switch, but they don't feel like they're getting a consistent message. They don't feel like they have been told the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And so I think that that's you know, not easy to address as a company, but it's, it's free, you know, all it'll cost you is your time, you know, to go sit in each department and hear what your company is saying. What is your recruiting department saying to drivers? Is that the same message that your orientation group is saying and your operations group and your maintenance group? Do they hear the same thing all throughout the company? That's really, uh, I think the number one thing a company can do if they're saying, how do I really get a hold of my turnover is especially that early turnover, which most of it happens in the first 90 days, they can get their arms around it if they can control that messaging, right? That's really, um, really important,
0: absolutely. Yeah, Charlie, uh, to you on the management side, is it, what's the major issue that's gonna keep people in, in a specific trucking, or specific trucking driver or managerial position?
2: There's a lot of little things, like Marilyn said, a lot of things that don't cost money, just treating people like humans and respect. But what we hear is, you know, right now in the market, it is not in the employee's favor. Companies are very much in the, the driver's seat, no pun intended. And employees are now losing out on some of the perks and privileges they had a year ago that really, you know, help them with their happiness which led to productivity so things like flexibility things like learning and development even on the driver's side we can't underrate that employees want to be challenged they want to learn they want to know that they can do more with their career and that requires an investment on the company's end so doesn't need to be sending them, you know, back to school for forty thousand dollars a year. It could be simple LD programs like books and articles and quick webinars just to help them educate so they know that they're on the path to progress. Um, and as Marilyn said, even drivers like helping them understand in those first ninety days that you can work your way up to, you know, a higher level, more prestigious driver position where you're going to make more money, maybe have more flexibility. So it, it comes down to that. But again. Because people are more desperate right now and companies aren't hiring as much, that gives companies the, the opportunity um, to kind of pull back on some of those perks, which doesn't help with the recruiting or the retention.
0: Gotcha. Um, Marilyn, real quick answer here, just to just to establish the baseline. Obviously, there are certain companies that people would love to work for in trucking, Walmart, for instance, uh, along those lines. Where are we losing, where are we having the highest rate of turnovers? Are we talking about mid-sized carriers? Are we talking about very small carriers? Where, where is the disconnect here?
1: So I think in a traditional market, you're usually seeing the largest turnover in a, the largest fleets. Typically, okay. the larger the fleet, the more turnover. And we don't have any indication right now that that's any different right today right than it is historically.
0: Okay. Uh, Charlie, same, same question to you.
2: Um, Say the question again. Sorry.
0: In terms of how big a carrier is, like, where are you seeing the most turnover happen?
2: I mean, in, in the corporate side, we're seeing turnover happen at the sales level. And the reason for that is that if companies are going out and hiring sales reps, their expectations are just not in line with the market. So there's a very short leash. They're hiring a sales rep thinking, even though, you know, they may be very clear, they're not bringing a book of business um, and they do have a non-solicit, but these companies are bringing them in thinking that they're gonna put, you know, four or 500 lows on the board within their first 60 days. And we all know that's not possible. So I'd say the turnover on the corporate side is actually more um, due to layoffs or people being let go for, you know, mismanaged expectations, which lead to uh, a performance uh, elimination.
0: Okay, so we've got about a minute left here for each of you. Let me ask you both this question. Obviously, we're talking about solutions in terms of obviously uh, improving retention overall. With that, talked about culture, and it seems like that can be, I mean, it's obviously a little bit of things. It doesn't cost any money, maybe a change in perspective or so forth, but that seems like that could be a really heavy rock to try and turn over, no pun intended, to try and change the culture. Maryland, as you look at it, what is the solution? I mean, it past just simply doing the little things.
1: So I think one of the best things a company can do is survey drivers. If you want to really improve your retention at a fleet from a driver level or a technician level, I think it works on the on the corporate side as well is you know, ask. Ask your employees, ask your drivers, you know, how are they feeling? What do they want to see? But I think make sure if you're going to ask, if you're going to survey your fleet or you're going to survey employees, make sure you circle back around and give them the feedback that you got from those surveys and what did you do about it. So ask employees what they want, but then also Close that loop and go back and tell them, here's the things that we did or here's the things we can't do right now, but we've heard your feedback and we've responded to it. Because if you ask and then you do nothing, you really only piss people off, right? So you have to make sure you do something with the information that you get.
0: Gotcha. Uh, Charlie, uh, what, what's, what's the solution on the managerial or on the corporate side?
2: I couldn't agree more. It's just taking a pulse and having conversations and having real relationships. These are human beings that are more than just their titles. So whether it's consistent one-on-ones, whether it's round tables or employee resource groups, um, we do consistent surveys every quarter. And I'll tell you that between these quarters, what I hear we can improve on is what keeps me up at night for the next three months until we <laughs> take our next survey. So that's it's hard and it's hard for leaders. And I think that's why a lot of companies Resist it because it's just easier to look the other way. So, communication and just an open dialogue, you're not going to improve things unless you know where to focus.
0: Uh, ladies, hopefully, things will be, uh, companies will take steps to improve their retention. And uh, that'll be a, a great uh, thing to happen especially if, uh, as we move forward in this, in this century. Ladies, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank we you. will move on and uh, go back to Kaylee with our last check of headlines for the day.